Welcome to an all-new episode of Colorful Lies presented by State Farm. This season, we're focusing on all the things that we wish we knew before major life events. In this week's episode, we're going to dig into all the things that you should know before traveling. This is one of our favorite topics. It's universal for all of us because besides being financial experts, we love to travel. Period. We, oh, we do love to travel. But we also, you know, sometimes we travel for work, but also we travel for pleasure. I want to focus a little bit on the work portion. Yeah. Um, Angela, do you have like a set routine when you travel for business to, you know, like how do you make that more enjoyable? Because sometimes it's a real drag. Yes. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's either you go with the flow or you have a very set like kind of military style that you're on the road. How does that work People for you? People think I'm very militant when it comes <laughs> to traveling. So my friends are like, okay, relax. But here's what I do. First of all, I like to travel on the same airline. So I get all of those perks and benefits and those miles and upgrades and that status. So I do that. I also have a credit card for that airline. And with that credit card, I'm able to access the lounge and bring two people in with me for free. So you have to think when there's all those flight delays, things are going wrong, you get to the airport early, you have a layover, at least you can go in the lounge and relax, do some work, you have access to the Wi-Fi, you know there'll be somewhere to sit, you can get some food, some snacks, and you're just more comfortable. So I think that's important. And um, the other thing that I like to do is I hate rushing. So I always give myself extra time. You'll never know what can go wrong in the airport if you're pulling up and there's traffic. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a long line, even if you have everything. Because I have clear, I have everything you can possibly get to, to get make her. travel faster. Yeah. But things can still happen. So I also like to pad that time so that even if I get to the airport early, at least I'm relaxed. Because there's nothing more stressful than you get to the airport and it makes you aggravated. And then it makes you maybe be rude to a travel agent who could help you. And then right. they decide not to because yeah. you're being rude. You're taking your anger out on them when it's not their fault that you decided to show up. Right. So I do all of those things just to ensure that things go pleasantly. I also like to take the first earliest flight out. And that's a good trick because things get delayed throughout the day. That's true. So when you take that first flight, you have a greater chance of being on time because the later you get, a flight is late coming in, then you're late going out, and then things just get pushed back more and more and more. That's so true. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely more laid back when I'm traveling for myself, but when I travel for work, I think... uh, I just get in a different mindset. It's mm-hmm. just a warrior mindset. And I think also for planning, you have to be really careful if you're an entrepreneur. You have to like keep those bills separately. I keep like a, you know, that accounting is very different because a lot of times you're, you know, like you're asking for reimbursements at the IRS and all that kind of stuff. So I think that having a system where you are organized and it's easy to just pass on to your accountant, that's probably the best thing to do. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And I think like, so do you guys ever add in personal on business trips always always you know so always. The extra day baby always it's, always, it's kind of <laughs> nice to travel on someone else's dime i know before i became an entrepreneur that was a goal of mine that i was going to see as many places as possible on mm-hmm. other people's dime hey, i'm here yeah and you get those airline miles and everything i and i have some um, a few friends who travel frequently and that's one of the things i think that they're leaving on the table is even though you're traveling for your company or someone else it doesn't mean you can't plug your airline mile your frequent flyer number in there whatever rewards program it is it doesn't mean that you can't add those to your hotel right. points and so forth. Like travel smart. Like, I use all my points. As a matter of fact, every year I'm able to take a free trip just based off of my miles and my points. Yeah. So I think that's great. Like all that work you do and then you have all those miles and then and again with my credit card, I'm also able to book a flight for someone else, like a buddy that travels on the oh, same itinerary. Yeah. And it could be any it has to be in, in the United States, but they get to travel and get the equivalent flight with me. So I get that once a year also. That's oh, nice. we gotta talk about what card that is. We'll talk about which card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ooh. I use so now time. 
Tanya, you do have a child now. Yes. And you fly with him. So yes. tell me how that's different and how do you prepare for that? He's a frequent flying baby. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, he's been on more flights than um, a lot of people in my family. He wow. flies quite frequently. <laughs> uh, it is interesting. Um, I was actually just booking a flight before we, we um, decided to record. Uh, so with him, I did have to get things that made it easier for me to travel with him. So there's a specific stroller that I take on the road with us only. It converts into a car seat. So I literally drop the stroller, turns into a car seat so I can pop it in and out of cars without having to worry about carrying a base and everything else. So that's his travel car seat. Uh, I have I have about four different carriers, but I have one carrier specifically that I can take through TSA because it's just all cloth. So it doesn't go off when I'm going through um, going through the metal detector. So I use, and it folds down really easily. I can put it in his bag or I can just wear it around my waist or wear it around my neck, like a little neck cover. Um, and then nursing, because I'm nursing him, sometimes we have to nurse him on the flight. So I always have to make sure that if we're um, traveling and, you know, in economy that we get the extra the um, extra room seat so that I can stretch out so that he can play around or so that I can nurse him comfortably. Right. So it's just a lot more things into consideration. At first, I was really nervous about traveling with the baby and if my child was going to be that child. Ooh, too, when you be on the plane, like, problems. I, I need to move my seat. Yeah, there. The baby that will not can stop. you shut him up? Like, but honestly, I, I had really good fortune when it comes to traveling with people who understand children or who mm-hmm. have grandchildren um, and are really understanding. So um, for anyone who's nervous about traveling, traveling with children. Just do your research ahead of time. Um, I wrote a blog post about it. I referenced a lot of different blog posts about it. Just preparing. Is it annoying when people try to touch the baby like on the plane and they're like, he's so cute. One flight attendant that kept trying to kiss him. What? Girl. Relax. (laughs) I know you were someone's auntie, but this is not your nephew. (laughs) Yes. I definitely had someone who kept trying to kiss Karis. It's like, uh, uh, we try to minimize. That's so awkward. Yeah. You know, at one point I felt bad about setting boundaries around how other people interacted with him. But I was like, if I don't, who will? Right. Like if any, there's anything I can set boundaries around is this little person that I brought into this world. Yeah. So, yeah, that was... He's too little to be like, nah, chill out. She was so <laughs> sweet, too, and it was like, no, you can't kiss him. <laughs> that's, so, that's so weird. It is. So, Amina, I mean, spending significant time abroad, how has that changed your perspective, and what's the biggest difference between traveling close to home and further away from home? That's the traveling I want to do what Amina does. I mean, you know, it's funny for me, like, I, like I'm an immigrant here, so America was abroad, not, yeah. uh, not where I'm from, so so I think that that's, that's always something to keep in mind. I think, uh, you know, probably by the time I was in high school, I traveled more than most people that I know. And it's, I think that it gives you a kind of open mind. It teaches you how to be flexible and just, you know, I think that for me, it was really good with being independent. Mm. But I think that the thing that I'm realizing a lot as an adult is that you don't have to go far to travel. So I, you know, like I moved to the States 15 years ago now, and I am really loving traveling in America because one, it's a huge country it's really nice and there's always something there's always something to discover and I think that the feeling of you know you can just go I'm like you can do that on a weekend you don't have to like pack up your bags and go to Prague or go you know like climb a mountain somewhere in a foreign country (laughs) so I think that keeping that in mind and also you know the ideas a lot of the ideas that you have about tourism like it's expensive or you're entitled to it or all of these things it's you know a good way to prep for overseas travel is probably to explore where you're from first. And then you figure that out. There's so much to see. Like, we were thinking about that before we leave California. There's so many places I Mm -hmm. want to see in and around California, like on the West Coast. Because I don't think I traveled to the West Coast until... 
um, I was 25. Wow, and it's so beautiful. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot I haven't seen on the West Coast. I yeah. feel like I go to the same places all the time. Exactly. And a lot of times I do go places just for work. Mm-hmm. So you're in there, you do your work, you're in your hotel room, and that's it. Yeah, yeah I always do a, uh, like I always do a Google search for a day trip plus the city that I'm in oh. because I find that that's a really easy way to be like, if you're in any major city, what's something that's close by mm-hmm. that you can yeah. see? And, you know, it's nice and you can, you can explore with without having to spend too much money and you still get that same feeling of adventure. That's really smart. Now, adding on to this, let's talk about rental cars and rental properties. How do you know the real cost of what a rental is supposed to be? And then there's all these fees added onto it. So you might think it's one price and then next thing you know, you're getting charged more. You know, I do a lot of rental properties for, um, I don't like it when I'm traveling just by myself. I will always stay at a hotel, but whenever we go on tour Mm -hmm. for our podcast, a lot of times we will get a house because we want to live communally. And also there are a lot of travel experiences that I have with, there's a group of friends that we always plan a trip together and it's nice to have a kitchen that you can all cook in and hang out. So that's really nice. But I think that you really have to weigh that against, sometimes it is cheaper to get a hotel than Mm -hmm. to get a group house. So you should do your research. Um, And also you need to do a lot of research on all of the fees that are hidden in that, right? So there are a lot of platforms where you'll see the price and then you realize like, oh, they slap tax onto that. There is a cleaning fee. There yeah. is a fee for, you know... They're, Towels. They're, exactly. Like the towel fee. Yeah, yeah. Like all, random things. There are all sorts of things. And <laughs> I always tell people, I was like, whatever platform that you're on, make sure that it is the safest one that you can be on. You do you, you research everything. If you see the house address, I also will Google what the address is and then look to see if people have given reviews for that place. Um, but, you know, and there's also, unfortunately, a lot of fraud that happens with rental properties. So if any Anybody ever ask you to send them a money order, that's fraud. Ooh. If they ask you anytime that you're on a platform, if somebody is asking you to interact with them off the platform, that's a huge, that's a huge, huge that's risk. A good tip. And you should also look, every city has their own kind of ordinances around how it works. So if the city that you're in, for example, doesn't like um, short-term rentals, you should probably know about that because yeah. it'll affect, you know, you should always prepare for the worst that can happen. Like you show up and right. you can't get into the you unit. Show up, or, exactly. Yeah. Or the city busts the unit or you have a disagreement with the landlord. It's like, who do you go to 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 repair that? And so, you know, not being cavalier about it, I think is really, it's really important because it's your safety is, right. at, is at risk. Yeah. And then with the rental cars, sometimes you get a rental car and you don't know, am I supposed to get the insurance? Am I supposed to get this? Do I prepay for the gas? Or am I okay with buying gas when I'm in a rush to get to the airport and have to return it. Yeah, I you know, when it comes to getting the additional insurance with the rental car, I always ask myself, how much am I going to utilize this car? What's the probability that I'm going to be in a situation where I'm subjecting myself to an accident? Because if I'm just driving the car, say I pick it up and I have to drive. One time I had to go to... Um, some part of Pennsylvania that was definitely far from Philadelphia, but it was literally me just like driving and leaving my car at the hotel and just speaking at that hotel. And so for me, I didn't feel like I needed to get renter's insurance for that versus if I'm driving, I'll be driving around like the city. I'll be going shopping. I'll be doing other things. I'll be driving to dinner. Mm-hmm. I feel like my likelihood of getting in an accident is more, um, it's more likely that something could happen. So I usually will get the insurance. Although you never know when something can you happen. You never know. Right. Like they say most accidents ho- happen close to 
the home, you know, so you never <laughs> And then you'd be like, this is the one you, time I didn't get the insurance. Right. But you should also look at your, the credit card that you yep. use to rent right. the car with, yep. because sometimes you have coverage through your credit card. Mm-hmm. So if you're somebody who travels a lot, you should just be on top of all of that. Yeah, right? and if you have your own insurance, right? If exactly. You have your own yeah, insurance. they might have they might have something in your policy that allows you to, for auto coverage. I know, but whatever you do, the late fees, that's what's going to kill you. Late so. fees always, like in general, I think late fees in life. Late fees in life. <laughs> Avoid them at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't want to turn. And, you know, and I think if things happen when you're in the road, it's really calling and communicating. Yeah, just let them know. Yeah, because I've had instances where I'm going to be late. There's traffic or, you know, something went over. And so I have to call them and let them know. I'll be turning the car in. You, know, you can't just not show up. And yeah, not just show back. up late. <laughs> just walk onto the lot three hours later. Like, where have you been? <laughs> but also that with hotels, too, you know, late check checkout. Oh, a lot of people don't realize that you can contact them. And that's the benefit of you know, being on top of your rewards points and mm-hmm. staying at hotel properties that you have loyalty with. Because a lot of times they'll extend that courtesy because you're a loyalty member. Yeah, trust me. I am the queen of late checkouts. I call Nancy. I was like, hey, I was wondering if I could get a late checkout. I don't think I ever check out on time. I always, I always ask when I check in, but I'm also on a program where for most of the properties that I stay at, my checkout is 4 p.m. So oh. I'm really happy to do that. But again... It's like another whole day. It's like, just, what program is it's that? Very, it's very nice. I'll tell you about it off air. I it's know. Nice. I, I have some tips to take from you guys, which is great. I love that because I feel like I'm always learning yeah, about but you should upgrade my life. You should always ask when you check in. You yeah. should say, like, I want... I always ask for late checkout even if I have to my flight's at 8am and you know what I do ask them and they always say well we can't tell you right now but we can tell you you know tomorrow yeah Mm -hmm. and then one thing I always I'm going back to rental cars is making sure that you document any damage on the car before you drive it off of their lot take those pictures yes let's document that because I I did not do this scrape in the back this is not my dent in the hood you know sometimes I'll just ask for a new vehicle but I feel like this other vehicle (laughs) has been through it you know what I don't trust this vehicle let me go ahead and get another vehicle but make sure you're documenting those damages so you don't get charged for it and you can also join a loyalty program for the car rental place Mm -hmm. and that'll give you better rates most of the time too I rented a car from my dad he was driving to Detroit and so I actually joined the rewards program just because because I don't rent cars that much but I did it just so that we could get a better rate I love my the company that I use my um, for most of my rentals with and it incentivizes me to utilize them I like they have my name when I pull up and everything right easy they have the car there and it's the same thing with the hotel and the rental cars they have a separate line sometimes if you're a member yes. and you use that particular company a lot then you don't even have to wait on the line sometimes with the car you can just actually just walk up and the keys will be there like yep. for you and you don't even have to wait online and go through that whole process so it's worth it for things like that there's so many ways to get more for your buck when you're traveling and mm-hmm. I'm happy that we're sharing those because yes. we are frequent travelers and other people who are figuring out you know how can I travel more this is how you can do it better for less We're talking a lot about traveling in this week's episode, and we hope that sharing our perspective helps. But this podcast isn't the only resource. There are nearly 19,000 State Farm agents all over the U.S. who are waiting to help protect what's important to you and guide you through major life milestones. For this week's Ask an Agent segment, we reached out to Zanetta Harris-Glover, who has an office in Newark, New Jersey, to get some practical advice on how to make your next trip your best trip. Ladies, we love to travel. I hope this episode has you thinking about somewhere special you would like to visit soon. I know I am. So let's talk about some ways you can save and budget for a dream vacation. Price out each part of your travels to estimate how much to save. Think about where you want to go, how you will get there, where will you stay, where you will eat, how you will get around, and how much extra spending money will you need. Calculate a ballpark estimate of these costs and you got yourself a goal to shoot for. 
Save for your trip without thinking. You can set up auto transfer between bank accounts or have your employer direct deposit specific amounts to separate accounts. This helps you put aside a dollar amount or a percentage before it even hits your purse. You'll be less tempted to spend vacation money if you already stash it away. I would also consider opening a separate vacation or travel account. It's easy to open an extra bank account, and with automatic transfers, you can watch your savings grow as if by magic. For additional tips on saving and budgeting for travel, talk to your local State Farm agent or visit us at statefarm.com. For the second half of today's show, we're being joined by Jessica Nabungo. She's a jet setter with ambitious plans to be the first black woman to travel the entire world. That's goals. She's fresh off a trip to Pakistan and only has a handful of countries left on her global bucket list. What's up, Jessica? Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so many questions for you. So, <laughs> many so excited. So many We're ready to pounce. We're ready to pounce. We're ready to pounce. Well, you know, I my first question is a very boring question, but I think it's an important is an important question. How does travel insurance factor into how you live your life? Because I feel like a lot of people decline the option whenever it pops up. But I feel like you have a lot of use cases for why somebody should probably get insurance at least sometimes. Um, definitely at least sometimes. Uh, <laughs> take my advice. Nah, uh, don't follow what I do. But I think travel insurance, um, for me, the most important part, and this is morbid, but it's something that we have to think about. The most important part um, for me is getting insurance that covers, if I end up in the hospital, that allows for someone to fly in. Mm. And in the ultimate case of death, that repatriates my remains. People don't realize how important that is. Um, I've seen a number of incidents recently where someone dies and like the community comes together to help their family bring their body home. But travel insurance can help you with that if you find the right insurance. Um, So also, if you get sick while traveling abroad, um, anything can happen for sure. And so travel insurance definitely will help to take care of some of those things. I have an insurance question. I was really mad about this. bought a flight, right? And normally I don't buy the insurance on the flight, but I was like, okay, I'm going to do it just in case things change. And then things did change because I felt like it probably would. So I bought the flight insurance, but then I tried to use it and they're like, oh, that's only if there's an emergency. I didn't read the fine print. So I thought they would just refund my money because I got insurance on it. I don't, yeah, I've never bought it before. Yeah. I was really annoyed. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I do feel like the automatic, like on the website, the automatic insurance, it's only if you have like a medical emergency or or somebody in your family, something happens. Yeah, there's still unfortunately no way to protect your your investment in a trip unless um, you buy a refundable ticket, which usually is like five times the price and not really worth it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, unfortunately, there's still not something for that just yet. Yeah, that happened to me, and I called the credit card. <laughs> I called directly. them too. Yeah, yeah, I called directly and was like, "Listen, this is an emergency. They're not agreeing to my terms." And yeah, but the other thing, <laughs> I got my we money had to back. Agree to dis- oh, you did? I got my money back. Okay. Yeah, no, they they went ahead. They um they disputed the purchase. Well, this was because we were going to Kenya around the time that they had the terrorist attacks and the air, um, they did not want to give me my money back. The airline didn't want to give us our money back. So I called the credit card company right. and said, I don't feel safe traveling to this country. They have elevated the travel risk and I want to cancel this trip. Mm-hmm. And they said, um, that sounds like a reason to dispute it with me. And they disputed it and I got my money back. 
Yeah, and to um, piggyback on that, you guys talked um, earlier a lot about loyalty. Mm -hmm. Being loyal to an airline is super important when you have those last-minute changes. For me, it happened just yesterday. Um, I was flying another airline, and we were so delayed that I missed my flight out to Detroit. And the airline that I'm loyal to allowed me to change my flight to the next day. They had no obligation to do that. You know, that ticket was for yesterday, and I missed it. That's it. But because I'm loyal to them, Mm -hmm. they changed my flight to two day and I had no penalty right so loyalty is super super important because I'm good for calling like hi um so I need to make this change and (laughs) most of the time they'll even waive the change fee yes they waive the change fee that's why I think it's good to also be pleasant yeah because even though you can be um, aggravated and you call up and you have an attitude but if you're pleasant there's things they can do and they will try to help you but if not they're like sorry can't do it Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah I mean and then also you know do you ever rent a car when you're traveling and what are some of the ways that you save when you're traveling yeah um i love going on road trips um so i've done road trips through a lot of eastern europe Uh um i've done road trips in south africa swaziland and lesotho and botswana um and then of course road trips around the u.s so road trips are one of my favorite things um loyalty again i'm gonna keep coming back to that because you gain so much through loyalty and for a lot of rental car companies they're global so you're gonna find them in most places that you're gonna go to um and as far as insurance again finding a really good travel credit card Um, if you do that a lot of times they'll cover rental car insurance so that's what I use so I never have to buy the extra insurance because my credit card covers it a lot of times we have employers also that have discounts and we should check that because I know at my job they have all kinds of discounts at different hotels and with car companies and I never think like let me check and see if my job has a discount at this hotel and a lot of times they do have programs I would say even our co-working space the co-working space that Amina and I are members of they actually have discounts for their members Mm. and so even if you know you're entrepreneur and, and, you know, non-traditionally employed, there are other things that you might be a part of that offer discounts and you should really look into them. Amina has inspired me to utilize my discount. She's a discount queen. I love a perk. I love a perk. It's the only reason I join things. It's the only reason I go places. But I find also that if you use that as your constraint a lot of times, like, oh, I'm a member of this club or I have this kind of credit card, it helps you kind of narrow down the options that you have. And when you're traveling, it's good because there's there are too many options and they're like okay these are the places I can stay this is what I can do but Jessica I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about um you know sometimes and we've talked we touched on this earlier you don't have a lot of time to spend somewhere you know so it's like you're on a business trip and you're like okay I'm gonna extend it by two days or in your case you were trying to see the whole world you know there's only 24 (laughs) Beyonce hours in the day so I just like I wonder like how do you prioritize what you're going to do when you're somewhere for not very long Mm -hmm. um I think it depends on your interests. So for me, I'm super interested in local culture. I don't care as much about tourist attractions. Mm -hmm. So I prioritize by linking up with a local person, like almost immediately. Mm -hmm. So whether it's through my grad school network or through Instagram, I ask people a lot of times um, on Instagram if they're in the cities or countries that I'm going to. Um, I rather spend 24 hours hanging out with someone local than like going and taking pictures of like buildings and things like that because for me that allows me to get like an in-depth feeling about the country that I'm visiting I'm interested is there a city that you travel to that you weren't able to find anybody in or a state a country that you travel to you're like wow there's no one here 
You know what's so funny? (laughs) (laughs) The country is empty. (laughs) So, um, Tuvalu, which is, right, exactly. Uh, One of the world's least visited countries. It's in the South Pacific. Uh, Definitely did not, no one had recommendations. No one. No anybody. No, there was nothing. Right, exactly. And so, when I got on my flight, I flew from Fiji, um, the woman sitting behind me just started chatting with me and was like, you know, what, what are you doing? What are you going into? Who are you? Yeah, I'm a tourist. She was like, what? <laughs> um, super sweet. And her and her, her husband was a former minister and he's still a politician. And so they ended up taking me around the island. Um, they loaned me one of their boat and what? like two guys to take me island hopping because the country amazing. is made up of nine islands. You have yeah, to follow so. her on Instagram. The Instagrams were amazing. I, oh, I'm, this. after this, I'm, I'm stalking you guys. <laughs> crazy like, yeah so like honestly it always works, it out. works out it always works yeah, out yeah cause that's true whoever's on the flight with you clearly they're going to the same place you're going yeah, to exactly. so, like girl like, I've never seen her I'm before here. what are you doing <laughs> exactly here? so even when I was flying to Iran I was on the flight and um, the guy sitting next to me was like what are you doing I'm like going for tourism and he's like okay take my number if there's anything you need at all while you're in the country let me know so it really has been relying on the kindness of strangers and I think the one thing that I've learned from traveling I've been to 191 countries now. Um, the one thing that I've learned um, is that most people are good. Right. Like yeah. most people are not trying to steal from you or cheat you or anything like that. So if you just you know travel with positive energy, then yeah. the universe is going to bring and that be back smart to you. about it too. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And speaking of being smart, let's talk about money yes. when you're traveling and credit cards. So what are your best practices for money and credit cards when you travel? So for money, I always say to people who want to travel more, chase the deal, not the destination. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so there's if you just search um, online flight deals, you'll find a ton of websites that have daily subscription services so you can find discounts. I use one of those. You get an alert every time. <laughs> I got three. I look at it every single day. It's I like my, it. it's like my newspaper it. in the morning. Um, and then for sure, finding a travel rewards card is super important because you gain free travel from your everyday spending. Do you always bring cash and do you change your money over when you travel to different countries? That's a good question. So I always have um, a couple hundred dollars, U.S. dollars, um, in my wallet cash and it has to be crisp dollars yeah, so that. what you can use in the US you cannot necessarily use abroad so usually it has to be <laughs> no tape on it no tape no tears <laughs> not even a corner and it usually has to be like newer than 2009 mm-hmm. this sounds very specific and it is for a reason and the bigger the bills it's better because if you're exchanging cash in certain countries if you have 20s they'll give you less money right. than if you so I always travel with um, hundreds or 50s mm-hmm. um so as a rule, I don't actually exchange cash. I use a bank. I use an ATM mm-hmm. because I get a better rate. Right. And so the biggest thing about which card to use, like which bank to use, find a bank that doesn't charge you foreign transaction fees and that doesn't charge you ATM fees. My bank, every month I get... Um, I see a line item of all my ATM fees being refunded to me. Right, they, I get that wave yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> That's huge because some banks will charge you like $6 for yeah. using a foreign ATM plus the foreign ATM fee of 3%. And if you go to the ATM multiple times during that trip, you end up spending like 50 bucks yeah. in fees for, for what? That's good advice because you get to the airport and they always have like the money grand place where you mm-hmm. can don't, yeah, don't, don't change cash. Yeah, like, don't change cash. That's good advice using the yeah. ATM. I was going to say, and on the um, using debit cards, notifying your bank too right I mean but uh, yeah. I'm like do you have a permanent notification oh, my with your bank know. your bank is like, like she's not like, here she's there yeah. they she's just not. know <laughs> 
<laughs> they like for I love the banks that I work with and my credit card company. I don't call them anymore. They're okay. just like this it's is just notated on your account. Right. But I know sometimes I've been able to log in from the app now. I think a lot of banks are allowing yeah. that where you log in from the app and notify them that you're traveling. Yeah, so you're my bank call. does that and you can do it for your debit cards and your credit cards and it's always it's good to have. Yeah. What about your phone? Like the phone bill, Ooh. because when you travel from country to country, then I'm sure, you know, there's different plans that yeah, you have to be on. That's a good point. I actually use an American carrier for most of my travels because they cover like 210 countries, which is insanely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and where they don't cover, depending on the length of time I'm there, I'll buy a SIM card mm-hmm. or I will not. And then I'll just allow That's myself to live in the mo- moment. Exactly. Um, and just connect to Wi-Fi when I'm at the hotel. Right. Because you can also do like audio with the Wi-Fi, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. For yep. Phone call. yep, for sure. So I'm curious, Jessica, have have you ever had any items stolen while on a trip? I haven't. No. Wow. I'm telling, when I tell you my life is wrapped up in positive energy. Well, I, let's keep it that way. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. I, and I'm not recommending this for other people, but I don't even use hotel safes. Mm. I don't use hotel I, I safes either. I never so, do. I don't even bring anything that is that's super valuable. But like passports are valuable. Well, yeah, your passport. <laughs> yeah, your passport. But I usually bring my passport with me when okay, I leave so, the hotel. So I don't. Because if you ever get robbed, right. then you don't. So I think it's good to, um, I recommend to have a copy of your passport to take mm-hmm. with you outside of the hotel. Because I just, for me, I'm like, God forbid someone pickpocket me or rob me and then I lost money and my passport, passport. And now, you know, you have to go to the U.S. Embassy. And it's but if you need your ID for something, they're okay with you using like, Oh, I use my license. license. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if that was okay. Oh, yeah. No, I use my license. And if they ask me for my passport, I'm like, yeah, it's in my hotel. So it won't. <laughs> but I also have a picture of my passport on my phone. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Do I. And in your email. I also keep it in my yeah, email, I too, my email so that I can well. just access it in email. Yeah, for sure. That is awesome. And I think it is important to make inventory of the items that you do have a value, whether it's on your person or in your suitcase or in your, your hotel room. You just want to make sure you're notating. Right. This is what I have because I always travel with my laptop. Yeah, the laptop's important, but I try not to bring really expensive things like yeah. bags and shoes and jewelry. things like yeah, and jewelry just because... I don't know what's going to happen. So I'd rather not have that in my room yeah. or, you know, have that on me when I'm walking around. I'd rather yeah. just not even put myself in I feel that like it makes you a target too. situation. Yeah. You're out here extravagantly. I'm glad that you mentioned, like, having to deal with the U.S. Embassy because I think that that's, you know, it's a thing. It's it's definitely a bureaucracy, but I think that if you're going overseas, especially if you're not a seasoned traveler, you should always know where your closest U.S. Embassy is. Yes. There's also a service with the State Department where you can register as an American abroad, and you just never know when there are yeah. going to be emergencies. And yeah. so you might need a new passport, or somebody might need to get in touch with you, or you might be in the middle of civil unrest. So you should probably <laughs> yeah, know yeah, that. That's a good thing to know. They can help you with so many things. Um, (laughs) I used to live in Benin in West Africa and someone stole my identity while I was living abroad but like in the US Okay. and so I called the embassy and they were able to help me with that and then I had a medical issue and I was able to call the embassy and ask them you know which doctors do you recommend Mm -hmm. Um, so there's beyond like passport services there's other things that you can just get help for especially like Benin is a francophone country so my French is good but not good enough to like speak to a doctor Mm -hmm. Um, so they can help you with those sorts of things 
things as well. Um, how do you decide, um, you know, like how much budgeting you're going to do when you're traveling? Like, how do you not overspend? She's like, I go all that. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you want that? She's like, don't, don't or, ask me. I don't suggest you do this. <laughs> right. I don't but overspending <laughs> is subjective, right? It's just right, to your exactly. own. I you decide. I <laughs> save so much money on the flight search and, you know, on rewards with hotel websites um, and credit cards. So when I'm in a country, I pretty much do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not into Michelin star restaurants, thank God. So, right. like, I don't end up <laughs> spending... Nice local food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, for me, that's not the expense. But, like, for example, when I was in Nepal, um, I ended up spending, like, $300 on, like, a Himalaya sightseeing flight. It was, like, a one-hour flight. But <laughs> You're for, like, I did it. And I yeah, yeah, I to see it. Right. It's an yeah. experience. It is yeah. an experience. So, that's, that's the beauty of being financially secure, is that you can invest in what matters to you. Mm-hmm. You can splurge a little. One more thing I want to say about passports is sometimes I've realized this when you travel out of the country certain countries have different rules as to when your passport is about to expire so oh, it might yeah. be a certain amount of pages that you have to have in your passport you can or, look all that up on the State Department website right good to know because <laughs> or condition like the condition your passport is in might be important what are you doing countries. to your passport <laughs> no I, you know what I did try to travel a few years ago with my ex-husband why he's an ex um, and his passport he had accidentally put it in the washing machine so it was tattered yes <laughs> And we showed up and we missed our flight and had to reschedule our trip because they would not let him board our flight with that passport. See, now if that was me, I would have been like, I'll see you there when you take care (laughs) of all this. I don't want both of us to miss our flight. Well, you know, it's really important to have the six months of validity. um, And And number of pages. And number of pages, which I'm, I just hit struggle mode on my Ugandan passport because I have one page left and it's for my Syrian You're not going anywhere. I know. I was in Ghana. I was like, can you, can you please put the stamp like right in the corner? Please, I need right, my page. Like, Most people are like, no, put it on a new page. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, no. no, I'm like, just please don't, don't stamp on the empty page. Yeah, some um, places you need to have your passport has to be good for like another year or else they won't let you in. Yeah, so yeah. when you're booking, because I had a friend who was coming to celebrate my birthday in Barbados and he realized the day we were flying that his passport expired that day <gasps> and he could not travel. And So definitely when you're booking your flight, <laughs> check, your passport. check your passport to <laughs> wow. make sure that you have um, the needed oh amount of time. When's the last time I checked my passport? My next flight is next year. We're going to meditate and we can think about that. Okay. So, All you right. know. Well, um, are we doing our money meditation now? We are going to do our money meditation now. I'm really glad that you're here with okay. us. So I want more money. Let's we're all going to... Honey, what do you say? We're breathing in. Uh, we're breathing in money, money and we're exhaling exhale money. money. Inhale money, <laughs> exhale money. money. We're doing it. Um, so for today's money meditation, imagine your dream vacation. Money is no object. You can go wherever you want to go. Think about that bucket list goal that you really want to pull off. Besides money, what is stopping you from reaching that goal? So take a moment to think about how freeing it can be to enjoy a cheap getaway without all of the extra stress of spending money. And can you remember back to a cheap trip you went on that wouldn't have been as fun or as memorable if you had spent more money? (laughs) Okay. Do you want to start us off, Angela? (laughs) No, because I'm just thinking about a trip that I went on and... So one of my old bosses, he was invested into this hotel resort 
at Turks and Caicos. And it is the most amazing place I've ever stayed, right? But I didn't have to pay for the room or anything. And they had chefs that like cooked for us breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You tell them what you want. They go to the supermarket. They buy it. You know, everything. It was amazing. Infinity pool, all of that. And I just remember that one night, and I didn't have a lot of money to spend myself. So I was really grateful that like they brought us on this trip. I bought one of my friends with me too. And it was a, a group of us. And we were like one day... My friend and I were like, we're going to go to a local bar and, you know, go hang out. And I think there was a fight on. We wanted to go watch a fight. So we go to the bar and we had a driver that came and got us. And then he was like, let's go here. And he was like taking us to all these different places. Like, oh, this is where else we love to go. And then we got the bill and it was six hundred dollars from the driver (laughs) because we didn't know that he was trying. We just thought he was just like. All right, let's go here. Like he wanted to go, and he was having a great time. <laughs> of course he was. He was, going to he was, like, he was making six hundred dollars, and so we we got the bill, and we were like. But then I was like, okay, look. In all fairness, we didn't pay for anything. Yeah, you know, on this trip, so we tipped really well for everything. But then we just kept laughing about the fact that we got got for that six hundred dollars. Yeah, he was like, oh, I know where they're staying. <laughs> Let me take you to the other end of this island. <laughs> um. So destination I have so many places I want to go that I haven't gone the two um, like the next places I will go uh, well three going to South Africa uh, I want to visit the Amalfi Coast and like that whole stretch of um, of land or what that area of the world. Um, and then I have not been to Tokyo yet, so I really yes. want to go to Tokyo. I'm going to give you all my tips. Yeah, so you told me You're- about when I went to Hawaii and I lived it up in Hawaii. So those are my, those are the destinations I want to go to. That's perfect. What about you? My destination, when I closed my eyes and I was meditating, um, is Bora Bora. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, and I Let think the thing you. holding me back is the lack of a man. Like, I do oh. a lot. <laughs> so I've done 85 countries solo and I'm fine with it, but I'm not going to Bora Bora without a man. Don't say, there's a man that will find you and be like, hey, girl, you want to go? (laughs) You know, like you've seen that because I've looked at going to Bora Bora and they're, you know, like even the beds, they're like, there's nothing for single people. Yeah. They just, they just like, it is marketed as a, as a, you know, if if you want to go on a honeymoon with me, let's talk about it. Okay. If I can't be a girl here, let's talk about it. No, it's not a girl strip. Good to know. I'm not going. But I'm still single in two years. Let's talk about it. I, you know, I feel, I feel really blessed because I've been, I have ticked my bucket list of everywhere I wanted to go to, and some of those places I've gone to multiple times. I think that when I was meditating on a place that was really an unexpected find is, I remember when I was living in New York a couple of years ago, and I was really broke. Like, I had just moved to New York. The grind was really getting me down. I just, I couldn't afford anything, and I somebody like told me about going upstate and I was like, well, everything above 14th street is upstate as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) So I don't know about this, but I ended up going to Hudson and like, um, camping on this farm. Like I borrowed some camping gear. I didn't know what I was doing. And all I had to pay was like the price of the Metro North. And I had like a great four days. I went hiking. I like ended up in a Creek and it was literally just a couple hours away from New York. And I just, I remember in that moment, I felt very rich, even though I had nothing. I just had nothing. And I was like, I got to escape where I live, and I had a beautiful weekend, and I can come back home. Yay. Beautiful, Amina. <laughs> well, of course, you know we want to hear what you came up with. So let us know your response to this week's money meditation. All you have to do is post on social media and use our hashtag. I always tell you what it is. It's hashtag live colorful. That's live colorful with two L's at the end of full. Live colorful. 
Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having Live me. Live colorful and travel. Yes, <laughs> and I will be following you on those next adventures. And I'm just going to go look at all, like, stalk yeah. and I will follow where, you on uh, social media and follow you on your adventures. <laughs> and where can we find your work? Um, you can find me all over the internet at The Catch Me If You Can. Colorful Lives presented by State Farm is a loudspeaker studio production in association with the marketing arm. Our producer is Matt Raz. Our executive producers are Chris Morrow and Matt Raz. Colorful Lives was recorded at Hangar Studios in New York City. Our audio engineers are Emily Duff and Rich Cerbini. Our show is mixed, mastered, and edited by Dwayne Crawford. Our video switcher is Jack Dixon. Camera operators are Benson Vincent and Christopher Sonny Martinez. Our production assistants are Otto Oli and Timar France. Don't forget, if you're only listening to the podcast, there's even more to see on State Farm's YouTube channel. Log on to experience Colorful Lives in a whole new way.